Hi everyone, I'm Kyle Bechet, and this is the AAF Exchange, a podcast from the American Action Forum, where experts provide clear, data-driven insights into today's economic and domestic policy issues. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. President Biden has named student loan forgiveness as one of his priorities, and his administration is currently examining whether it's able to offer a blanket $10,000 in student loan forgiveness to every borrower. Joining us to discuss this proposal and its implications is Tom Lee, AAF's data and policy analyst. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. How have you been feeling the last couple of days? Hey, man, you know, I can't complain. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. It was good to see you in person in the office yesterday. It feels like we're slowly getting back to normal, which is, uh, you know, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so before we jump into President Biden's loan forgiveness proposal, um, let's get some background. The coronavirus aid package passed last year in March. The CARES Act made several changes to student loans. Would you walk us through those changes? CARES made four major changes to federal student loans. First, it suspended repayment on principal. Second, it suspended payment on interest. Third, it set 0% interest rates for all federal student loans, so no additional interest occurs during this time period. And lastly, it removed any penalties that students might face from not making payment. So in other words, nobody is going to be deemed delinquent during this period. Now, borrowers, they, they really availed themselves to these, to these provisions. As we see in the data, as of right now, about 60% of federal student loan owners, they're actually in forbearance. So they're not making any payments on principal or interest. And conversely, just 1% of federal student loan owners are regularly making payments as we speak. Sounds like a lot. Um, the Biden administration has already acted to extend that student loan forgiveness. Uh, I think it's to the end of September at this point. What has this administration done already? So far, the administration has canceled about $3 billion in outstanding debt for approximately uh, 130,000 holders of federal student loans. Now, this has all been done mostly through a mechanism called borrower defense. Borrower defense allows the Department of Education to cancel loans for anybody that can prove that they were either defrauded or misled by their higher education institution. Gotcha. All right. So let's turn to President Biden's plan for blanket student loan forgiveness. What exactly is the administration proposing? So instead of providing loan forgiveness through more targeted mechanisms, the Biden administration is contemplating going ahead and providing loan forgiveness for every single federal student loan. Now, this is something that the Biden campaign initially supported. However, since then, his administration has actually walked back on that commitment, and it's largely due to concerns or a lot of uncertainty over whether they actually have the legal authority to do so without Congress's approval. Hence, in the meantime, the Biden administration has used things like borrower defense to at least give off the impression that they're trying to make good on that promise. In your analysis that you wrote um, of the president's proposal, you outlined many of the challenges with blanket student loan forgiveness. Let's start with your concern uh, that this would be a regressive policy. How would this be a regressive policy? Blanket loan forgiveness is regressive because it provides a lot more relief to upper income families than it does to lower income families. Now, if we look at the data, we see that families in the upper 40% of income, 
they actually hold more than half of the outstanding student debt. Conversely, the families in the lower 40% of income, they actually hold only about a quarter of the student debt. So blanket loan forgiveness, regardless of the amount that's actually forgiven, 10,000 or 50,000, it will provide double the amount of forgiveness to upper income families than it does to lower income families. And that just doesn't make much sense to me to provide so much relief for students and families that not only don't deserve the relief, but quite frankly, don't really need it. Mm -hmm. um, which students are most in need of assistance? I mean, there are obviously students in the system that that need help. What options are already out there for them? So the, the students that were defrauded by the higher education institutions, they, they definitely need the, the relief the most. And we kind of talked about this where if these students, they potentially owe thousands of dollars in, in debt on a degree that is worth next to nothing. And they got there because they were defrauded or they were misled. And luckily for them, as we touched on before, there is something called borrower defense, which can provide them with debt relief uh, in, in exactly that way. And you also noted that the president's policy uh, would create this moral hazard. What do you mean by that? With blanket loan forgiveness, new and prospective students, they could go into college with this notion that that blanket loan forgiveness program will be repeated again in the future. So this really reduces their incentive to pay off their loans in a timely fashion. This is really an issue because it could inundate the entire federal loan system with a bunch of poorly written and or fraudulent loans. And it could get so bad that that means every prospective student is getting a poorly written loan or the system could fall under its own weight and nobody gets any loans at all. Wow. That would certainly be uh, the unintended consequences with huge implications. That would be a huge impact on students just not being able to even go to college. Absolutely. You know, without those loans, they're expected to then pay the tuition up front. And a lot of students, they just simply couldn't wouldn't be able to do so. Yeah, I know from my perspective, I wouldn't have been able to you know, go to college without some help. And that would be a huge, huge problem for the system. Um, student loan forgiveness is clearly intended to relieve some of the financial burdens of obtaining that higher education. First, would it accomplish this goal? And second, how would it affect uh, the cost of college? First, blanket loan forgiveness, it would not accomplish the goal of relieving some of the burden of obtaining higher education. It will simply just shift who bears the burden. Think about federal student loans, what they are. It's the federal tax, the federal government is essentially taking taxpayer funds and paying for a student's tuition upfront. And in return, the student pays back the government over time. With blanket loan forgiveness, the student is now off the hook. However, it was the federal taxpayer that initially funded that loan, and now they don't get anything in return. So it is them that actually now bears the burden. Secondly, blanket loan forgiveness, it does nothing to lower the cost of college. It's just looking backwards and forgiving your debt. In fact, ironically, student loan forgiveness could actually increase the cost of college. As we kind of touched on before with the moral hazard, you know, with the moral hazard, not only are students less likely to pay off their loans in a timely fashion, they actually might have the incentive to take out more loans, right? Because if you if you're forgiving debt, you know, you're you're lowering the expected cost of borrowing. 
no matter how much you borrow, it doesn't matter because you won't have to pay any of it off. So in that regard, with blanket loan forgiveness, I mean, we could we could really see this students taking out more loans and, and colleges, they could in turn just raise tuition and students, they won't complain because they're not going to have to pay off those loans anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of an obvious point that I don't think a lot of people think about that, you know, higher education just can colleges and universities can just say, yeah, we're jacking up the price because we know, hey, the federal government will just come in and wipe it away anyways. So it won't affect students. So who would be the winners and losers if this proposal would be adopted? Now, there's going to be a considerable overlap between those two groups, who's the winner and the loser. Generally, the winner, of course, will be the student debt holder as you know, you're not on the hook for this debt anymore. Your disposable income has increased. Contrarily, the loser is going to be federal taxpayer. They're the ones that backed those loans, and now they're not getting anything in return. As you can imagine, those two groups, they overlap. A lot of student debt holders, if they're not already a federal taxpayer, they're probably going to become one soon. That being said, the obvious loser is the federal taxpayer that never took out his or her own federal student loan. That would be because he or she, as a taxpayer, is bankrolling everybody's loan, but nobody is sending them any funds because they didn't take out any loans for themselves. So the obvious aim to this is to reduce the cost of higher education, which I think you know most people can get on board with, but student loan forgiveness doesn't accomplish that, clearly, as you have already outlined. What's a better option for policymakers or others to pursue? I'd like to draw your attention to something called income-based repayment plans. These are an alternative to the traditional student loan repayment plan. And the highlights of these, these income-based repayment plans is that they cap your monthly payments and they don't accrue interest. And they also already have forgiveness provisions which don't encourage a moral hazard. So let's say you're a recent college graduate who's expected to start paying loans. You might be in the position where your monthly interest that accrues is actually larger than the payments that you make. If you're in that position, that means even though you're making payments, your debt is actually increasing because, again, the interest is growing faster than how much you're paying off. Income-based repayment would be great for you because... Again, it caps your monthly payments and it doesn't accrue interest. And after a certain amount of years, you could apply for some sort of forgiveness. Policymakers should really start there. I mean, there are a lot of students that are either not aware of income-based repayments even being an option, or they're aware it's an option, but they aren't aware of those benefits, those possible benefits, which I just outlined. That would be a, a great, great place to start for policymakers. And they would also, of course, avoid all the unintended consequences of any sort of blanket loan forgiveness. Yeah, I definitely can agree with that. I mean, I talk to people every day and they just don't understand what what that is. And obviously, I know because I get the pleasure of working with you. So you get to point all this stuff out to me. But Tom, thank you for breaking this down. This is obviously an important issue that affects a lot of people. Um, so it's an important one to keep watching. So thanks again for joining us and talking us through this issue. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Tune back in for our next episode, where our experts will provide clear, data-driven insights into today's economic and domestic issues. I'd also encourage you to check out any of the links in our show notes, and also follow us on social media to learn more about AAF. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play.